Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Hello, honeys. Welcome to Natribute. It's your host, Jackie J. Now I had to update this message because in case you don't know, there are people out there who probably are finding Natribute for the first time right now and wondering, excuse me, where's Jackie? Because I thought this was a podcast hosted by Jackie J. It is, but I am currently on maternity leave, enjoying the miracle of life, giving birth to my first baby. Perhaps I've given birth by now as, as you're hearing this. Perhaps I haven't. I don't know. That's the way the universe goes. The babies decide when they're ready to enter the universe. We'll see what happens. But regardless, I have been on maternity leave now for a little bit, and I have asked some of my favorite past guests slash friends to record a guest-hosted episode for me for the honeys, the listeners of Natribute, to enjoy while I am away. I thank everyone for staying and tuning in, and I hope you're thoroughly enjoying this exciting, fun time, and I'm so grateful to everyone who guest-hosted Eps. I just wanted to clarify a couple of things. Number one, whatever is said on this show while I am not here does not necessarily reflect the way I feel or the way Nashville feels, but I'm letting my guests say, do, eat, drink, whatever they want. So just know that if somebody says something that you're like, um, excuse me, that's not what Jackie would say or that's not how Jackie would feel, just know these are guest-hosted episodes. Everyone lets their freak flag fly in their own way. So if you hear something that you don't think I necessarily would agree to just know that's how we're rolling right now so no need to write an email no need to alert me that's the way it goes so that's my little uh warning for everybody but also like I said I'm extremely grateful I hope everyone's having a lovely summer and wearing their sunscreen enjoying themselves please continue to enjoy Natribute while I'm gone I will hopefully be back in September so enjoy the good times rolling all summer long there might be a few re-releases as well Of some of my favorite moments of the show because, honey, we love to put out content. And everyone out there, cream that neck. And thanks for listening. Welcome to Natch Butte, the beauty comedy podcast where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. I'm your guest host and guide, Marcy Jarrow, and this is my co-host, Jessica Jardin. And we're filling in for beauty talk shock jock, Jackie J. (laughs) (laughs) My homage. Bravo. Truly, truly. Oh, I was delighted. I was sitting here like, tickled I'm waiting so for that nervous. well you know jackie johnson is an icon a <sighs> legend and she is one of my favorite people to try to do an impression of just a singular entity mm-hmm. there is 
And there never will be anyone who in she is a mold of her own. Yes. And truly, uh, it is an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor honor to not just get to hear Jackie's voice IRL through your ears, (laughs) but to get to hear an uh, like a take on Jackie's Uh voice. Jackie Johnson. Jackie, we love you. Oh, my gosh. Um, So I'm Marcy Jarrow. Like I said, this is my co-host, Jessica Jarden. Hello. We've been on the podcast together before, but mm-hmm. we're old podcasting buddies. We're two little peas in a podcasting pod. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we come from an old timey podcast called Kardashian It, a mm-hmm. podcast about all things Kardashian. Mm-hmm. But then we ended it when the show ended. We said, smell you later. Smell Until you come back a year Until later. Until you come back. <laughs> you, you trickers. You tricked us. So now we have a new podcast called L is for Losers, where we talk about the Bravo universe and a lot of other uh, reality shows and pop culture. And then don't you know who came back? The Kardashians. The damn Kardashians. So we talk about that too. And sometimes it takes almost three hours. It is a lengthy podcast, which I would argue is bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we we'll, we can't stop giving it to you. We simply can't stop. Uh, but if you love pop culture, uh, if you love reality TV, we're, we're kind of a one-stop shop. Yeah. I feel pretty proud of that. Yeah. There's nothing I don't talk about. No, we give a lot of wrecks and we go on a fair number of tangents and that's us that's us that's just who we are we are but that's not what we're here to do no we're here to talk beauty baby beauty in honor of our queen jackie jay Uh, that was elvis kind (laughs) of but that's the thing she's the queen she is uh our own elvis yes she's our hunk of she looks so cute yeah i couldn't finish it so Uh, she looks so cute in that like white vegas suit the bedazzled Uh, especially with her like pregnancy bump guys we're obsessed we're obsessed so okay jackie always does she starts with an icebreaker so i'm gonna ask you an icebreaker Okay, okay 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 What is your favorite music video? Oh my goodness. Great question. I didn't come up with it, but I chose it. Well, I love it. Um, wherever it came from. Um, I would I would say I'm like a b I had a uh, I was a big music video head growing up. Like That's I was watched- not surprising. You are like quintessential <laughs> like i think of you as like miss bay area you were like looking for puck when you were a kid it was really exciting that they were that the real world was in san francisco when i was a kid but so and i watched mtv i had a tv in my room and i was allowed to watch tv as much as i wanted which was all day and all night so and i watched a lot of mtv and I would say, you know what's, I'm sure there is a different one, but what is popping into my head, and it's, this is a bit of a cheat, but was the like, um, uh, Aerosmith era. Yes. With Liv Tyler. Where he let his daughter be as sexy as she want to be. <laughs> and, and Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. So I can't remember if it would be it's, two or three videos, or is it just because it was crying? Crying, amazing, crazy. And crazy. Yeah. I think it was those three. And that was such a good album. <sighs> With the like cow utter oh, on the it? cow utter, yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I I just remember being like, wh- yeah. As an adult, it's like a little weird because it's literally like putting your daughter in and like she and she's like wins an amateur stripper night and <laughs> they're like on the run and they steal sunglasses from like the gas station. Wait, also, guys, I, if you don't know the story of Liv Tyler and Steven Tyler, like she 
did not know who her father was Crazy. until she was was it at a concert or something that her I mom remember so she was like i want to say like a tween whoa and she like saw steven tyler i don't know if her mom brought her to a concert or if she saw him on television and she was like why do i look like that man <gasps> and the, then her mom was like well honey because <laughs> they do look exactly I, I, the same i had a one night stand and that's your daddy and then they reconnect it when she was a teenager wow and that's like and then i i think like once he knew about her they had of you know they really you know created this father daughter relationship wow and she has a younger sister who looks exactly like her too who is a plus size model that's right what is her name i forget mm, sib tyler <laughs> that's right yep it's sib sib tyler i just remember this being like peak sassy magazine era like this was there was nothing cooler than these music videos yes there was nothing cooler than alicia silverstone and Liv tyler and that there was like multiple music videos of them being like the hottest coolest girls yeah alive like, very like, like thelma and louise uh, i just remember it really being like so impactful and that if they came on i was like <gasps> and every aerosmith video honestly like i remember janie got a gun felt like an r-rated mm -hmm. movie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's some that are problematic that I won't name. Um, but I remember like Aerosmith videos being like very formative and they played a lot. Honestly, still, <laughs> I'm looking at their albums now. There's one called Get a Grip, which is the one we're talking about. There's big ones. <laughs> <laughs> I have never thought about what that actually is. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched, I would say Crazy is the one I'm thinking of off I the think top of my head. I think that's the one I'm thinking of, too. Yeah, where she has that silver bikini. Yes. I mean, she's so beautiful. Oh, I mean, and I rewatched Empire Records not too long ago. <gasps> I watched it like two weekends ago. Really? I yeah. watched it probably like a month ago. Oh, my God. Did you tell me? Is that why? Maybe. Oh, my God. I love that movie. It was, and she's like at just like peak queendom there's mm -hmm. a baby renee zellweger is in it mm -hmm. uh baby Ethan embry and embry we've got Deborah robin tunney is that her name yeah and then deborah mazar debbie, debbie mazar um uh, so many so good. many and oof oof the kid from the doll welcome to the dollhouse mm -hmm. oh brother uh, what an era okay should i ask you your warm-up question well, yeah now i was just thinking i wanted to answer my own question answer which is, yours and then i'll ask you another one i okay, mean look we're having fun here music video that i you know i'm not i i'm saying favorite and i know i'm lying but uh what's coming to mind is two I, honestly it's because i was listening to it earlier today and it's seven by prince <laughs> I can't think of the video, but I can think of the song. All seven and I watch them fall. Mm. I just remember, maybe I'm not even, maybe I don't even care about the music video, but I remember my best friend and I, Jennifer Easterly, shout out. I don't think you're listening. You could be. I have no idea though. You don't know. She, we would call the radio station to request it while it was already on. We thought that was so funny. And they'd be like, we're playing it right now. I'd be like, oh, we haven't turned on the radio yet. <laughs> That's you know I feel like I've shared this before but um speaking of the Bay Area Carson Daly was our like local wow um, DJ at the radio station before uh, TRL before TRL wow and it was um KOME was like the cool like alt rock station and because you guys it was pre 
internet, basically, you couldn't Google people, you couldn't look people up. And so there was a rumor that the that Carson Daly, the DJ that was always on the radio was really hot. And everyone would talk about so people like all girls would call and request and there were always stories like, I talked to Carson. He he sounds really hot. No one had seen him. There was just a rumor that Carson Daly was the hot, hot DJ. And then he got TRL and we were all like, oh, he is. <laughs> Which I, I thought you were going to be like, oh, good enough. Basically, we were like, oh, but it was That'll like. That'll do. <laughs> I saw a tweet today that said it should be illegal to ever see what radio DJs look like. <laughs> One of the meanest phrases that I love is, wow, a face for radio. <laughs> so that's why I was like, he shock- is pretty hot for a radio. That's world. why it was like shocking. But that was when you would call in songs, uh-huh. request your songs. Um, and basically it's equivalent spam. Like you would just call and call and call and call. God, I was, I wanted to call in so many- I remember my friend, we wanted to call in love lines so bad. <gasps> God, I love Just to line. like pretend we were a girl at school and to, and to say like that we have been like we have really small i have really small boobs but i really want to have uh titty sex with my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) to call it and be that girl just to bully someone but we never even had the courage to do it but we would really just like play it out in our mind just how we would go and like i learned i would say like truly probably like 70% 70% of what I knew about sex uh, as a teenager from Loveline. Oh, <laughs> like maybe more. Like I would listen every night with the radio mm-hmm. under my cover. Me too. Honestly, <sighs> very irresponsible to let them influence a whole generation of kids. I still think of things. Oh, God. I, yeah, it was, it was, again, you couldn't just click around you and learn click stuff around, guys we're a certain age where we were kids when the internet came around but it wasn't very useful yet yeah it was only useful uh to cyber in a chat room you had to pretend like you were <laughs> pretend like you were a hot 21 year old or sometimes i would pretend to be a very old woman with very saggy breasts that was like either i was either going one of two ways do you think anyone out there like in 2022 is like I can't believe I cybered last night. (laughs) Do you think anyone is like, anyone is cybering? Like, how would they cyber? Do you think, wait, chat rooms and stuff still definitely exist. Like you can, I think, still go on AOL. I think that's just what catfishing is. I guess that is true. But it would be, but are they leaving? You can still go on AOL? Really? I, you know. Can you? I don't know. Can one? I what I want to know is, can you be chatting in a chat room and then you leave and it goes, goodbye, well <laughs> sound. And you go to a room and you're like, I'm horny. I'm 30 and you're really 15. <laughs> but not anymore. 30 feels young. <laughs> that just made me think of God, love the show. Love it, love it, love it. Pin 15. Oh, the first season it. where they have the AIM episode. Yes children if you're listening god it really is like it just slaps you back there right they nail it, it they just nail right it uh, okay let me ask you my warm-up yes. question um i made i made mine up and what i want to ask is okay. what is your best celebrity interaction my best celebrity interaction okay. or like most memorable okay it's definitely the time and i i know i've told you were you ready this. you were so ready i, I knew, knew you it would immediately be. i knew you would i've be. had a lot i don't want to brag guys That's why but i I'm thought it would be good pretty celebrity adjacent yes. uh, for the last 15 years but 
Uh, I went to, before I moved away from New York, one of the last like fun things I did was I went to a taping of SNL because I worked for Bill Hader at the time. So, uh, and Maggie couldn't go to his wife, his ex-wife now, Maggie couldn't go. So I was, I got to go and I brought my friend, uh, Brian with me and we went to the after party. It was very cool. I talked to a few people, but the person I'm going to talk about now, cause I did talk to some very cool people and some very rude people, um, is I saw Morgan Spurlock. Oh my god! Not who I was expecting. I was very drunk. Not I, at all who I. Now, how close is this to his famed Super Size Me I'm Day? I'm gonna say about six or seven years away. <laughs> of, of, after, after. <laughs> I, I'll just preface this by saying, like, yes, I was drinking, but I think early in the night, a man spilled a drink on me, and I said, "Watch it, asshole!" And he laughed so loud, and it happened to be the vice president of Ryan Murphy's company, and so he, we started having drinks with him, and then he's like, "Do you want to meet Chris Colfer? He's here." So I sat with Chris Colfer, and we chatted for a while, made fun of my friend uh, Brian. It was great, and then I was like, "So I'm like, I'm like, she's moving, she's I'm, shaking. I'm talking to, and this is Glee peak Glee. So I was like, I can do anything I." I'm on the life. show basically so now. i saw morgan spurlock and i marched across the room and i stuck my hand out and i said morgan spurlock big fan big <laughs> fan and then i think i left i didn't tell him who i i it almost seemed as if i was saying my I name was, was morgan say, spurlock. the way you said it i was like it sounds like she's saying she's morgan uh-huh. spurlock it had to be uh-huh. his very best interaction with a fan because I, I don't know that i was a big fan that's the best part when you don't know and then you suddenly are struck by it and you're like oh i'm i'm making this happen now yeah so that was mine what about you You oh god i've have famous i've talked about this but i think maybe even on our podcast i will will give the nutshell i speaking of not knowing you were that impressed i was very drunk at an after party for the um mtv movie awards when tim wrote on it years ago my husband and um Tom Cruise had had a segment on it. He did a, like a cameo because it was around Tropic Thunder wow. like that long ago. Um, and he was in a bit of like a career rehab moment post Oprah Couch and, uh, and all the stuff. So he threw a party at Soho House in, I swear I've told this story and I'm sorry for anyone who's I don't know before. what you're talking oh about. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I'll tell it. So basically there was like a small after party at Soho House here in LA. Again, keep in mind, I'm the guest of someone who worked on the show, right? Like okay. I'm just there to be a nice, just to be arm candy. Yes. I was still not used to open bar in those days. Had probably, I don't know, nine glasses of white it's wine. It's like when a starving person goes to a buffet. <laughs> you can't believe it in your 20s. You're, you're like, like, as much as anytime all night i must take advantage Uh, uh, so i and it was very intimate i'd never been at a thing like that and it was like lots of slubs like christina aguilera and i I remember just like being so close to so many celebrities i couldn't believe and then at some point you see tom cruise and his new wife katie holmes (gasps) and the the children with nicole kidman and they're all walking through the party and they have a huge security and but it was this thing where everyone had been very chill about all the celebrities nobody's taking photos and then even famous people started taking pictures with Tom Cruise. Right. And I was like, okay, this is like a new level. And I was like so shocked by just like the level of his fame, I think, and like not expecting to see him. And then kind of quickly, they like danced for a little bit. And uh, then they start beelining to the exit. And I turned to Tim and I, much like you, this is why we're friends. I was like, come with me. We have to go meet him. And he was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And I said, and I pulled his arm 
and I yanked him and I saw like he was making his way down a hallway towards the elevators the whole group of them moving this big group because it was security and everything and I realized that this other hallway cut closer to the end by the elevator so I basically like shot out at the end so I was the last person before he would have like gotten to the elevator and he's like moving down the line like shaking hands and just chatting with people like, like a normal president it was truly this like States. presidential lineup yeah. of people being like oh great job tonight. you're so great you're so great and then he got to me and I don't know what happened he like stops to me he reaches out we shake hands and i'm holding his elbow as we're shaking hands because it's a presidential presidential kind of shake and katie holmes is like over his shoulder like this is a real memory in my life and there's like a wall of celebrities because we're the last people everyone is watching and i start crying really hard and like tears start he was just like i never i don't know what happened i remember it really clearly but it's like my brain stopped and i like never expected to be so close to like a man i only knew as like a poster or something and i just was like my brain stopped and i started crying and i squeezed his arm really hard which you're not supposed to do and i went honestly 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 three times and then tim pulled my arm off and said and said great job tonight have a good night thank you and i and he walked away and it was the singular weirdest thing i have ever done as a human being Tim was like, he will never forget you because you truly scared him. He was frightened and I saw it in his eyes. Honestly. Honestly. And I don't know what my point was. I don't know what I wanted to be honest about. Mercy. Wait, I've seen you though in those moments when you get so earnest and it's like it was like I've seen it happen. It with was you. like tears were sideways <laughs> shooting. Like I was looking at like at like, I don't know, God. Like, and if you had asked me like half an hour before like what do you think of tom cruise i'd be like "Eh, take it or leave it (laughs) i was like honestly i love you like i broke it broke like there was some piece of i just had never been like it was a figment of fame a person and i had just never been in that close of proximity with that much attention i'm crying I'm i'm so grateful to get to tell you the story i didn't set you up to get to tell that but it is a very fun memory and um and then I, yeah, and then I was just a nightmare drunk the rest of the night and was mortified. And, and yet, here you are today. Tim married you. <laughs> I truly woke up the next day and I was like, well. That was a fun time. That was a fun time dating. Was a, was and then a, he was. It was a nice little <laughs> little jaunt we had together. It was a lot. So that is mine. Oh, and God, don't that's in, very I good. guess don't invite me around certain celebrities <sighs> that I may or may not be absolutely obsessed with. Look, we're going to cry or not going to cry. We don't know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hi. 
Oh, yeah. So let's get into beauty talk, right? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. So <laughs> that's right. That's what the podcast is I about. I feel like celebrities are, yeah. if we're talking about celebrities, they're celebrities because they're kind of attractive. Even yes. Morgan, Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock. Hey. You. <laughs> Me, Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> Morgan Spurlock. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Big, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. So funny. Wow. Uh, yes. Uh, that day, he was not the most famous person I met. I met Paul <laughs> Simon and Lindsey Buckingham oh, and wow. Sarah Silverman. Oh, they had nothing on supersize, supersize you more like. <laughs> this guy's got this, this is the, the ego to fill. As a fat woman, I want to tell you, I really love your work about <laughs> demonizing fatness. <laughs> I can't tell you enough how much it means to me as a fat that you make it seem like fat epidemic in America is one of the worst things that could have possibly happened. Oh, what a great take. Thank you so much. What a great take and not a stigma at all. You changed my life. Now I realize how much it's, you know, McDonald's fault that I turned out this way. Thank you. Morgan Sparlock. Good good night. Sorry. So we're going to talk about beauty and reality tv so we watch all the shows all the shows what right now is your favorite reality show that you're watching oh my god what a great question i will say i'm having the best time with the new kardashians yes we've talked about this a lot um i i you know i think we were pretty honest about this when the show ended at the 20th season when keeping up with the kardashians ended we were a little a fatigued yes we is covering them solely week to week for four years for four and a half years years. it was also pandemic and they were not behaving great private islands uh and such and i remember just being like i don't i kind of and i was like muting a lot of them Mm -hmm. on social media and because she doesn't want to hurt their feelings i will never unfollow (laughs) a fun fact about me i will i will aggressively angrily mute and i will not unfollow (laughs) brands celebrities people will never know my little power um but i i remember we were both kind of like ready to backburner them a little bit um and and we still talk about them in the news every week basically but there was just something i wasn't expecting with it coming back and the quality the quality of it is so beautiful and it it takes me back speaking of beauty to the core reason i fell in love with the show yeah which is just like this truly aesthetic beauty of this family and like i i started watching um keeping up with at my old nail salon because they strangely always had it on loop um and subtitled and i would just like sit and like literally not follow the stories i didn't know who everyone was and i just would like get mesmerized by like their outfits and hair and makeup and it just became like such an aesthetic pleasure yeah Uh, and that's really what this show the return feels like I, i i think speaking to the beauty of it all watching their evolution of faces and bodies yeah has been incredible it's so modern right yeah. like and we we've been talking it's like especially because they're kind of defining what people are 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 trying to look like now and it's it's what keeps them at the center of certainly like a lot of controversy but it is uh, it's like the reason we started the podcast is that it's fascinating yes. like the idea that these and we are living in an era we were just talking about it today with teddy mellencamp like we live in, we're living in an era where there's a lot of openness about uh changing your looks and surgery plastic surgery and what you do cosmetically and the kardashians are still uh, keep a lot i think behind closed doors 
Um, but at the same time, like their evolution is obvious. Yes. And so it just is this like fascinating place to see where beauty standards really sit in 2022. What do you think about the gradual slimming of their butts? Have you noticed it? I have noticed it and I can't think of anything less surprising, but it is like, are they going to drive the society to focus less on on ass i think they absolutely have the ability because they're not the only people with asses like we we see asses everywhere and we love them on everyone and they didn't invent big asses that's like one of the oh no one of the biggest issues is like people being like kardashians ass it's like well lots of other women were having asses before absolutely but i do think it's fascinating that they i i think i heard someone else say it so i can't take credit but they were like how funny that they made everyone <laughs> save all their coins up to go get big asses. Go fly in those planes where they have to fly back face down. Yeah. Butt up. They have to come back from Tijuana in a van laying <laughs> so... face down. And now after everyone has gone there, people have lost their lives. Literally. It is oh, the most dangerous lethal. plastic surgery procedure to get is a Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. And now they're getting rid of them. I think it's a heightened version of like, this is the, I think it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's nineties Pam Anderson boobs. It's yeah. like we, I remember like super implanty, uh, playboy boobs being like when we were, you know, in high school and in college, like that was the aesthetic and it was a reaction. I mean, I watched to, Selling Sunset. It's still the aesthetic. It, it, but even that it's Big like hard boobs, nice and high and hard. Get them up there, but it's girls. Like, I think it's just, it's not as much of, I think like a real pendulum swing. They're all coexisting yeah. at the same time, but like definitely what they put out there which is funny because I don't think you would argue that they are necessarily like trend. I don't think of them as like taking risks even necessarily uh, like aesthetically, you no. know, or like they having just really push what they have. Yes. And they heighten and they amp like they're not out there doing like, whoa, jarring things you haven't seen anyone else doing. Well, Chloe accidentally does. <laughs> That's actually very true. And so did Kylie. So who do we think? Kylie definitely like pushed the limits of like what can happen to a face. Although we saw today and we don't know when you're listening to this because th- this is before, before baby, before baby, baby. Um, so today there, you sent me the headline of Spencer Pratt said that he, <laughs> that the Kardashians stole. Wait, what happened? It was like, they was like the Kardashians stole my whole thing. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> uh, and it's true that Heidi Montag was yes. the first person that we knew of. She had 11 surgeries in one day and almost flatlined it was, a few times. It was so insane. What's so funny about it though, is when I look at Heidi Montag now, yeah, she doesn't, look strange to me i know and when it first when she first had all those procedures i was like wow i mean that is like i think it's it, we talk about it a lot it's like there's a constant reevaluating i'm always trying to do with myself where i especially because of how much i watch these faces my all my free time is spent watching like largely altered faces and i consider myself someone who is like openly vocally pro 
anything yeah whatever you want yeah. and i also any body modification do it do whatever get your, get your piercings remove your parts do, literally whatever it's your you want body and whatever you know i really have always believed that nobody wakes up in your body but you and you need to do what feels good and in you it. also don't have to you can you know fight all the things that tell you you're not well and yeah. I, that's the thing and it's like as also having like all of us having been like a young impressionable woman having been a young girl having you know a niece it's like i'm also of course aware of like the toxicity of like what it's such a strange piece of like logically believing as adults we have that freedom and also understanding the like response the feeling of responsibility over what images uh young people absorb yeah and i think i tend to always fall on the side of like it is not a famous person's responsibility right Although I can understand how hard it is to not absorb and be affected by a Kylie Jenner if you're 15. Now, I happen to come from a family long before the Car Jenners were doing their own procedures at will. So this is fascinating. I want to hear about this. And I don't want to go into too much detail about no, who, out who did what <laughs> where. But let's just say that men and women alike in my family have been having cosmetic procedures done. Um, I was my grandmother. She's dead. She can't get mad. <laughs> Good luck, Winona. Um, <laughs> she she would have her. She had her eyebrows tattooed on and her eyeliner tattooed on and yes. her lipstick. And this was in the nineties, so I feel like yeah, she was like they. That were, was not a thing. That was not quite That's yet common. a thing. Yeah. Now it is, but like lip blushing and microblading. Yeah, all yeah. of that's very popular. But she did that. Um had some other people breast reductions mm -hmm. breast lifts mm -hmm. tummy tucks uh some lipo on some knees or chins uh some maybe some people getting some fillers some you know like all the things so for me i oh granted now watching people recover i was like god never want to do that oh it's really i think but, it's really brutal but but when they're recovered they're recovered and then they, <laughs> they, they like and then they feel in themselves so i don't know like i don't think people should feel like they have to do anything but it's like having your hair the color you want. Yeah. If you want something and you can do it. Yeah. Can. It just, it, I feel very conflicted because it's just like you said, like I want people to have the freedom and I also don't want people to think they need to. Yeah. It's just. We're never, yeah. I'm going to be getting shit done, baby. Uh, I want to. We've talked about this. This is horrible. We're supposed to be talking about serums. <laughs> this is beautiful. Instead, we're talking about cutting your skin off to pull it tighter. Well, but you know, I'll tell you. Sometimes I, 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 my philosophy has evolved in that. Like now, I've talked about this. Like I love serums and products. I have a lot. I have a routine. I feel like I'm really educated on it. I've learned a lot, and it's such an important part of like my self care. And then I figured out lasers, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Of course, this is easier. <laughs> Zap this shit off. Burn and like, me, baby. I got an Erbium laser. Um, I'll plug E-R-B-I-U-M maybe like a year ago. And it was like the first like laser laser I ever did. Oh my God. Do you know that uh, like every time your my phone will do like, remember this memory? When it's like w within four months of that laser, I'm like, oh my God, look at that skin. It just sloughed off. It took off like years of like, and I have melasma and I'm prone to stuff. And it like that's the problem is it's like, 
there are solutions that unfortunately it's like they unlock and there's so much like they are so expensive they are so cost prohibitive they are so exclusionary and then you're like oh yeah this is why they go do this because yeah. this is why i don't own a home <laughs> I will 100% never own a home and look maybe 19 if it pans out. I, you, you're, that's where you currently are. I know you rent. And, I definitely rent. And your skin looks amazing. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Oh, yeah. Okay, I want to ask this okay. in, in the in the spirit of asking questions yes. so that I can answer something myself later. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, let's let's talk about what is the the worst aesthetic thing you've done okay to yourself procedure or could be any it could even be like a, a thing you used or whatever and then on the flip side what do you desperately want to have in the future <gasps> okay and then i'll ask you yeah okay great okay this is fun oh my god this is just like a dream um okay the worst thing i've done aesthetically i won't count bad tattoos because i don't regret them even though i have a tribal gecko for anyone who wants to know um from the year 2000. Um, <laughs> From the year 2000. Um, I would say my journey with Botox was like very rough. <laughs> okay. Why? Because, because, I didn't even know you were doing... I mean, I guess I kind of did because your forehead is very smooth, but... Uh, I try to get it better now and I'm happy to share because I think it's important to try to talk about this stuff if people feel comfortable. And yet I also feel like it's not people's business either. Like, right. I believe both. And so I just truly it's think... It's yours it, to share. It's mine to share. And like of late, I, I would... I'm grateful for people who've shared stuff like that with me. So I would say I started, I started getting curious around of, of Botox around like 33, wow. maybe 32, 33. That's why her skin looks great. She started, she did preventative. Unfortunately. I mean, I'm not a lot older than that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. I'm, no. oh, then I don't know if your skin looks as good as I thought. <laughs> then. <laughs> no 33 and a half yes exactly i just started (laughs) um no it it was uh, i'm 39 and i said it i said it i said it mention it all well (laughs) luckily for me i'm um, almost two months younger than you (laughs) a little tiny baby (laughs) of a little baby um but I, I would say, and I don't want to out the place because I do think people have been very happy with the with everything they've gotten there. But I went to what I would say is a really nice like spa that is also a med spa. Or? It's like I primarily was going there for facials. I guess it's technically a med spa. Okay. It's also a beauty brand. Um, so you could probably figure it out. But it's like they have a lot of I can't. popular products, and um, they have an actual like spa in LA. 
And I had been going there to get facials like pretty regularly. That was sort of my first journey. I was like, okay, I'm into like monthly facials was the thing they offered there. And then I was like, okay, I want to try Botox and see. Because I'm prone like to very, not everybody has like the same wrinkles. Uh And like everyone in my family has like the like forehead of like really harsh lines in the corn cob corn cob that's exactly it (laughs) (laughs) and they drove me crazy and i went and it was a very big deal i remember being like i it was the the biggest medical procedure i'd like ever undergone (sighs) which in retrospect is like oh god but it's scary you don't know you got needles put in your head and you don't know and also people don't talk about it that much so it's like you're you you don't know who to talk to about it and I got it done and it didn't hurt really at all because um, it doesn't, but it was very uneven. Oh, no. And my eyebrows, and I have very expressive eyebrows yes. and they looked really weird. Wow. They were like different and I looked super sad. Like it did a thing because what it, it can push the muscle down like oh, on your no. forehead and your brows as it like kind of flattens that muscle and it. I just looked so sad <laughs> for like weeks. <laughs> like, not where like anybody asked me about it, but I was just very aware of it. And I also, can you hear my body making burp noises? I can't <laughs> no, stop. I'm like trying to move away from the mic. I like, didn't know. If everyone else hears it, just know that it's my my esophagus is going nuts right now. Sorry. Well, I the, so the, I would just say that was like. I was really disappointed. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I went back and the, it was like just you a very... You went back for more? I went back to try to get it fixed, even a mouse. <laughs> and it like didn't work. And I was like, but you know what? This is give a mouse a cookie. I persevered though. Uh, we pushed through. I pushed through. And what I did, and this is the best decision I ever made personally, was that I went to a dermatologist. Yeah. And that is what I would say is my number one advice for anybody. Bored certified board certified and she's on maybe one rodeo drive have you heard of it you don't like anyone who's not on rodeo in fact what our hair we, we share the same hairstylist shout out to tina at the private room tina we love you when she moved to that new location which is only seven minutes away mm-hmm. it was really hard for you because it doesn't feel like it's not the aesthetic you're going through. you didn't know. you weren't going to her so that you could park in a garage and then walk up into like no man no you wanted the road day drive i, I cultivated a little life where i live in an apartment where i don't have i have street parking <laughs> and i drive and spend thousands of dollars i don't have on my hair and uh, injectables and that's the life i built and tina threw a wrench but i will follow her wherever because she's so she's good very good but shout out but i would say i that was like a huge thing for me especially because i want a lot of information doesn't mean in my opinion that med spas aren't wonderful and they're especially uh, if you know someone absolutely. and this is why talking about it is very important that's what I mean. because you didn't have that one-on-one like recommendation yes. for it and i've had a lot of friends who've had amazing experiences with injectables and all kinds of stuff at med spas but for me i think like however i'm wired there's something about like my dermatologist comes in in like a white lab coat and looks like a doctor um could it be that your dad's a scientist (laughs) yes i think it just comforts me and it's not like a sexy office it feels like a doctor's office you've never looked sad a day since i i've looked ecstatic and shocked honestly even when you've been truly troubled you still look (laughs) surprised and happy to be here (laughs) Well, that that I don't know if that answered. What no. was the second half of it? it was, what is the thing you desperately want? 
Oh God. Uh, procedure wise, beauty wise, could anything? be anything. Oh my God. That's a really good question. I, I don't know if this is like desperately want, but I would love to have like, I would love, love, love to have like insane waist length extensions. Oh, like just for like a day. Okay. I think they would drive me crazy. But like, I loved having long hair. I was about to say, you're a year ago. Your hair was waist length. <gasps> no, but like you know, okay, it was below the bra strap. Though. Like those Kardashian extensions that they get that are like maybe like butt length. Yes, like maybe I'll say butt length. Like where and it's like like the way Dolores looks on the New Jersey reunions right now. Like that big volumey like just to to your butt hair mm-hmm. just for like a day i'm sure it just gets caught in like the car door and I mean, almost kills you everywhere you go even with the length my hair is now it is it really tries to kill me it will it will because like good luck getting in a position at night that's not caught up in your hair <laughs> exactly and it gets in your armpit oh. i would say either that or eventually probably like a fancy facelift someday okay i definitely want to get a facelift. i mean one of my favorite things that happened speaking of real housewives was when shannon bedore said that her surgeon said he had never removed that much (laughs) neck skin in his entire career that's my answer i want to beat shannon bedore's neck skin record (laughs) okay okay so what now i ask you okay when i was in high school my mom took me to the dermatologist hey Hey. uh and the dermatologist put me on accutane same and um it caused such a severe depression I, it was, and I believe set off, uh, possibly a mental illness in me. Cause I have, I now, sh- Hey guys, not to brag, but I have major depressive disorder. We love to talk about our medication. Oh my God. Now go to a psychiatrist and a therapist. Shout uh, out to Lexapro. Oh, you my girl. Wellbutrin mood stabilizer. Hop, hop, hop. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't get to do that until I was 35 because I could never afford it. I, I yeah. didn't have health insurance for a decade until I started writing. Um, and like that is the sad fact of this, of all of this is that there is such like a barrier to entry. But the Accutane one, I don't think my skin was that bad. And it made me, it makes you immediately like every possible pimple. It's like, this is what happens with Accutane. If you could have a pimple, they're all going to come out at once. Well, this is how my, the my dermatologist explained it to me at the time, which scientifically, I don't know if this checks out. Please don't come for me. But that the idea is that it like put that every, but everyone who has acne, it has a life cycle. And for some people, the life cycle could be like two years. Some people, it could be like seven years. But what Accutane is doing is basically shoving it through in five months month increments so like it's basically speeding up the entirety of your like acne life cycle in like five months and for some people you know there were people who would like had who had really cystic acne who would maybe have to do like two or three cycles of five months but it was because that was like they had a lengthier like life cycle but yeah for anyone who doesn't know and i know i know a lot of people have had amazing results but it's like it's really, I've thought like a lot about that, how crazy it is to give it to teenagers. Oh my gosh. You can have cone-headed babies. You have to agree to get an abortion. And I don't know what they're going to do if, if again, yes. we're saying this in the early May. So oh, it, what happens if people aren't able to get them? I remember, do you remember, were your pills the same as mine where you pop them out and, and everyone a, had a had picture? A, of, a, of, a babe, of a baby with a deformed head? Mine yes. had a pregnant lady with a circle and a line through it. That might be true, but I also feel like oh there was God. a weird headed baby. There was too. definitely a picture that they would show you and it was... That was that might have been on like the prescription label. Yes, was yes, the, yes. yes. Oh my God. And so you had to get blood tests every two weeks mm-hmm. to make sure your liver was still 
functioning. And let me tell you, I barely survived the first round. And then uh, they were like, we should do one more your senior year. So I did a second one. But because I knew the side effects, it wasn't as bad. But I just yeah. remember like having like bleeding lips. It was bad. It's a nightmare. And and I just don't think my skin was bad enough. But I do have beautiful skin now. I don't know if it's because of that. Now, granted, do I have a little pimple patch right underneath my lip? Because why would I get a pimple under my lip? That is the most <laughs> cursed of places to get it's a pimple painful. because it looks like it's a cold sore. And granted, so many people get them, but that's not what it is. And you know, once I was going on a date and I got a little pimple right on my lip and then I was like, great, now the date's going to think that I've got it and then I'm not going to get smooched because of it. But he's nasty and he did anyway. <laughs> I didn't know we both did Accutane. I had the same. I felt like it was a nightmare. And then also I had really good skin for years. And I was like, fuck, damn it. I just don't remember having it that bad before, though. Other than being like, oh, I'm 15 and I have acne. It's so extreme, I guess. It's like, I think that's how I always looked back on it and was like, I didn't even want it. I was just like pushed upon me. Yeah, I remember being like. Uh, like my my dermatologist recommended it at the time, and where you're like it, you're so just like a crazy teenager. And I was like, whatever, I'll do anything. And like in <laughs> retrospect, it's like you can't. I don't know if you would the same, but it makes there's so many side effects. You can't drive at night. I couldn't drive at night. Like you're because you get like blinded by he- mm. headlights. And I just got, anyways, it's really it's an too intense drug. It's too intense. Uh, and I guess if someone really, really needs it, then it is, you know, it, if, yeah. if someone has like where they feel their life quality has been diminished by oh, yeah. the appearance of acne, then like, absolutely. I think it's an incredible resource for, for certain cases. But yeah. okay. Just, okay. Now, what do I want? What does she want? Okay. We're going right to the chop shop, baby. <laughs> Beep Because I want a thigh lift. <gasps> okay. I don't know that I know exactly what it is. So my, int- I, I was always a little chubby lady, a little chubby girl even. And I, but I have pretty like muscular legs, except for the very top inner part. And it's just yeah. like two little triangles of, uh, uh, not little, I two see. little triangles of fat up there that just flip flop together. And they, they, I get chub rub real bad and they... You know, it's unsightly when you get that. And it just is always a thing that has always bothered me. So I'm like, one day, baby. Snip. But maybe not. It seems like it would be so hard to recover from because like, like, think how much you move. I know. Anything like arms and legs feels like hard because they're just in like such constant movement, but also maybe not. But that is truly just like to be like, if I could get rid of one of my biggest insecurities, that's what it would be. Yeah, I uh, suddenly I got like kid in a candy store. Like, oh well, this hang is horrible on. though. Is this, <laughs> this is is this just toxic talk? Yes, but I know. But to say that like I know that it is toxic. That would be like my thing. And you know, when I moved to LA, because I used to be so embarrassed to go and to be in front of people in a swimsuit, it yeah. was just always a big thing yeah. for me. Uh, and for a lot of women, even women who are by all, you know, who, who are in straight sizes still can feel that way about any part of their body. But when I moved to LA, LA is so beautiful. There's so many beautiful people. I had this like thing click in my brain and I was like, well, everyone here is so good looking. Like I'm not competing with them. (laughs) I'm nowhere near what these people look like. So, and also when I wear clothes, I don't think people think that something really greats underneath like something not not to say that i don't think i'm tricking anyone into thinking i have a different body so you might as well and my friend said it best she said you can't uh 
wait to go to the pool party until you have the body you want. You have to go to the pool party with the body you have. Yes. And I did, that did shift for me that I was like, you have to go to the pool party with the body you have or else you're just missing all the pool parties. Yeah. I I feel like there's that phrase that has become more common where it's like a summer body. Anybody's a summer body. Anybody is a summer body. And I remember similarly having this like, yeah, this is so weird. We have yeah. this idea of like you put as if you're putting your body in like the cupboard or in hiding right. and then it comes back out. It's like it's the same body. You know, I'm we're both friends with Nicole Byer. Nicole and I share like one of our big bonding things is both being fat women. And she always is like, put things on your body, show your body. And I'm like, she's right. The, w- the baggier you wear things, the, the, it doesn't help you look. I mean, not that like the goal is to look a, a smaller or whatever, but if you're doing it because you want to conceal something, it, it doesn't really do it doesn't really function that way no so i don't know at least the thing i talk about in therapy all the time where i'm like i both want to accept myself and also change yes and and i think the thing that i've come to is like i can change myself without hating myself and i think i'm trying trying to to. and i think the most my and shout out again this is a fun fact marcy and i have a lot of overlaps and i i won't do anything unless jess tells me to (laughs) I was going to say, shout out to our um, joint therapist. We don't go we together. We don't go together. <laughs> but we go to the same therapist. Shout out, Rachel. Um, <laughs> and but- we, same hairstyles. <laughs> we got Tina. We got Rachel. I mean, it's like a whole 90s crew here. <laughs> I'm honored. Um, but I think that that's so much the point in the way that like I've had to, to just try to balance this, this idea of like, of course, wanting like physical change. And ex- I think exploring it and talking about it and not judging yourself for seeing what you see, wanting what you want is like for myself been a huge piece of it. Is that like for myself, it doesn't go away if I tell myself that I just shouldn't feel that way. And I need to explore like whether it is like aging or bodies changing, like these are real things happening. They may not, they may not resonate or be visible to other people in the ways that I experience them. But like, that's why I have a place like therapy to talk about. Like, and sometimes there are, sometimes there are weeks I'm like, I feel old or like, I feel the feeling of like, of not liking myself or my looks or whatever that is. And that like, there's, a safe space where I can talk about that and someone isn't going to be like, Oh, and that I can explore or talk it. you out of it or talk you out of it, even though that comes from the best, best place. But that's, I think like the big key component to all of this to me yes. is the balance of like, whatever we're experiencing in our bodies, whatever, like shaming or, or how much we're feeling ourselves and feeling great. Like, the having i think this healthy component of like taking of mental health to balance it and look i'm always going to be a person who's like tickled by like beauty and fascinated by like the possibilities of change and what's out there and it's why i love my reality tv queens but at least to to know that like it's okay to think about those things and not feel sort of like there's something wrong with that. Right. You know, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of tisk tisking. And I think that's why we do come out so hard on like, do we want? <laughs> Absolutely. And here's what I'll say. Cause like, I, 
definitely a thing I talk about in therapy a lot is the body positivity movement and how like I want that to be who I am. I want I want to be not that anyone's looking to me, but I even like as someone in the comedy community, like I would really look to women who had similar bodies as I do. And and it meant a lot to even see that they that you could be a part of it like that. Yeah. But here's what I really want. I don't want because the body positive is like you're beautiful. You're hot. Everybody's beautiful. I really want to embrace ugliness. And I don't think that's where this podcast fits in. But we're going to start a competing podcast where it's like, how ugly can you be? What is your ugliest beauty? Uh, yeah, tell me, tell me, heart. tell me the nastiest thing you just let happen to you. <laughs> let happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing you've let go the most? But I really do think that until, until, we can have ugly non cis men <laughs> holding positions of power, being uh, sexual, being, you know, treated with respect and desire until ugly non 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 cis head men can get away with it. I don't think, you know, I that's I don't think we'll ever reach equality until like an ugly an ugly rich woman can bag a hot babe. <laughs> I would love. And God. I would like to be that ugly I... rich woman. <laughs> Let me be. <laughs> Let me buy your love. Oh, God. I would love to be Let a me sugar mom. Buy your pretty little love. And... I would love a little trophy man. <laughs> 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 for five minutes you know, like, you know. I would, it would be so funny to have like a total himbo like who everybody was like oh god like he's really handsome but everybody hates talking to him it's like oh god jessica brought him fuck i don't know i'm gonna get a drink oh god hi troyce <laughs> hi guys he's giant he's giant he's like he's six eight so big honestly only she thinks he's attractive <laughs> want me pick you up <laughs> Troy, stop! <laughs> oh God! Uh oh, guys! Troy broke the couch. <laughs> sorry, guys. We'll go. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Troy! Oh my God! Are you being so charming as always? <laughs> sorry, guys. I know you're dying oh, of God. jealousy. Oh God! <laughs> okay. What do we have time left for? We, we, we got. A, we got. Let's say we got a, a few, a couple few. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. Great. 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 Um. Well. Okay. So to tie it back to reality TV. Great. We have to. I will ask. Uh, in it can be the Bravo verse. Let's maybe keep it Bravo verse because okay. we've talked a lot of Kardashians. Who do you think has had the best work? This is so funny because remember when Dr. Jim was asked that and she was like, oh, I oh. couldn't say oh. Shannon looks very tight right now. <laughs> so who has had the best work or who do you think maybe a better way to phrase it is who do you think is looking the best looking the? I, I want to go back to the best work. OK, best work because it's Dolores Catania. Oh, I love this woman. If you guys aren't watching Real Housewives of New Jersey, because for a while it was kind of like, oh, I can't with those women. But now we're back with those women and they're doing the bestest of things. It's so good. Dolores Catania. She is literally childhood friends with Teresa Guidice, uh Judice. I love the way I love your take on it, though. I, it's I, like a ding dong. <laughs> Teresa Judice is how she pronounces it. I, a non-Italian, will say Quidice. 
<laughs> it's like how we all are about Fieri. Gay Fieri. And how does he say it? You're supposed to say Fiedi. Oh. And no one wants well, no one will. Do you know what's another word that we all say incorrectly? Uh-uh. Forte. What is it? Fort. Forte. Fort. Fort? Fort. Why but did doesn't we... sound good. Nope. Don't like. Okay. Okay, Judai. So Dolores. Childhood friends. She's finally on the franchise. She's great. She already is a beautiful, very, very beautiful woman. Stunning. She also uh, has an ex-husband that she has been divorced from for 20 years, and he does live with her and is her best friend. And you definitely feel the tension between them. Yeah. But that's not her guy. She was dating this other guy, a doctor, and she didn't tell anyone. She didn't tell her ex-husband she lived with. She didn't tell her boyfriend who was literally a doctor. She didn't tell her mother or father or her adult children who she is very close to. She didn't tell her best friends. She took herself to the hospital and she had a bunch of damn surgeries without telling anybody. Like, like we're talking, because I didn't watch this season, so this was the thing you informed me of. We're talking like like significant like lipo and things like that she had the brazilian butt lift she had (laughs) so lipo she had you know the sculpting she had her breasts done she had a tummy tuck she had it all and they were like you did what and you didn't even tell us so funny to drive yourself and keep it a secret she didn't tell a soul <laughs> and then the next year for halloween she dressed up as herself recovering so she just put like bandages all over her body <laughs> like as a bikini and stuff <laughs> and then you know this season frank her ex-husband again her ex-husband was like uh he said something about how she dresses she's like i don't know if you noticed frank but i've been trying to dress more sexy i'm always showing my stomach these days yeah. <laughs> since the tummy tuck i've been showing my stomach off <laughs> of like keeping it a secret and then never shutting up about it oh my god well she just the secret was she didn't want them to talk her out of it or worry about it wasn't a secret she just didn't want to be bothered which is the most dolores she she doesn't want anyone's help and she like i said she was so beautiful before but she really looks great and i don't think she looks like someone who had a lot of work no she looks like herself or i don't understand what people look like anymore i was gonna say or that okay, okay. now now well here i've i rather than me because i think i agree with you this was when we had sort of been chatting about who do you think because i think we should balance this out with the men okay which man has had the which men do we think in the bravo verse okay have had the most i didn't mean to make this all so plastic surgery obsessed well but that's just late. where our heads are yep who've had the best work Huh. Or most, let's say most noticeable. Most actually. noticeable. Let's say most noticeable. Um, new head, as we like to call new, it. A new head. Oh, God, that's hard. I feel like you asked me because you must have someone on your... I well, I think I'm very baffled by Terry Dubrow. Yes, as someone who is... He is a plastic surgeon who also has a show on Bravo on E! Uh, botched, famously. And... I am like very, I I feel like this is the real risk of like plastic surgeons getting work done, but it's like very pronounced to me how much he doesn't look like himself anymore. I think he's got just a, a face full of filler is what I, I believe yeah, it is. It might be that. And that could, that could settle down could. or not, mm. but he is, he, I think has, you know, an, an, a, a decent amount of work done. Yeah. Yeah, he just, it, it's just so interesting to me if, if you've built like an empire, yeah. which you've opened yourself up to. But again, like, you know, we're not saying anyone shouldn't do this. We're pro 
Oh my god! Whatever you want, like I said, we're obviously obsessed. I also, I <laughs> want you to look ugly too. Yes, we've made it very clear. This is a <laughs> this covers all the bases. Yeah, there's nothing we don't want to see, and honestly, we, but we do want to see it all. Mm-hmm. That was a. I remember I used to say that all the time in college. I was like, God, I just want to see what everyone looks like naked. Oh my god! I want to see what you're working with, and I don't want you to think that about me. <laughs> oh my god! It's so funny the idea of thinking about a person naked like i always oh never mind i can't i just always think it's so crazy this part should probably get edited out just like that men's genitals are hanging outside their bodies why is this part the part that should be edited out (laughs) like i'll never get over it that like that like everything it's like with women's bodies everything is in just like such a thoughtful place that's why women have such an air of mystery about (laughs) them everything is so tucked away well it is, our boobs are kind of hanging out kind of there. flapping and hanging but i guess that's flipping it, sh- and flopping. it shouldn't be any different but for some reason i have just always been like what a wild thing to have like this it's absolutely it's vital the angle of the hang that this is the angle it's just, the angle of the hang yeah. that's making you concerned i think i just have my whole life been my like whole my life. whole life since, ever since i was a little girl and i'd say daddy <laughs> why does your wang hang like that why does the wang hang so real, real quick what did what did your family call penis so my family was very big on the proper words because my mom is big like feminist and was very like no we don't use like hoo-ha or things like that so it was always vagina and penis okay which were like horrifying like i probably should have been vulva though most of the time right yes 100 percent. but i feel like we used vagina and penis which even right now as i'm saying (laughs) i'm like ooh, edit this out too what about you? What words did you use? Tallywhacker and Tootie. <laughs> we weren't expecting Tallywhacker and Tootie. Actually, the second one got me way more. Tootie? tootie? Yeah. A vagina's a Tootie? A Tootie. A Tootie. If you think about it, it makes perfect sense. The Tallywhacker. Because <laughs> they toot all day long. <laughs> Tallywhacker and Tootie. I've never heard Tootie. Tootie. I mean, that's what's so funny is that like... I fully believe in like how important it is to not, you know, to, to call them and not create any stigma around like the actual names of our body parts. But like, they're really fun. Like a I lot of tallywhacker like, is a great way to call a penis. I think we're great for pe- way to call it. Tallywhacker. Hey, get over here. Hey, penises have like the best nicknames. Like I think like dong is one of the funniest yeah. words in the human language. Well, it's because Wang. we've let you know historically men have been the ones to name women's body parts yeah so i do like tits i think tits are i like saying tits 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 are great boobies yeah but i think in general like all the words for for penises are so funny tallywhacker i think tootie's great tootie is great tootie yeah there's because they otherwise get into like i can't even think they're just very like kind of cutesy or rude yeah yeah very rude shall not be repeated we shall we shan't we shan't be saying it (laughs) um well i we we could talk forever about this i know and we might when we're done here (laughs) 
we might continue to talk. So we're going to, we kind of talked about our podcast at the top. So we're just going to plug it on again right now. We're only on Patreon. Sorry. People are nicer to us when they pay us. Also though, we do put up like the first yes. part of every one of our episodes. About a half, 30 to 40 minutes of our, our main feed episodes. Uh, Which tends to be all of the pop culture news. Yes. A lot of the well, time. Not, not all, all of, of it. But we, a we lot. talk a long time. So, uh, but a good chunk of so our news. You can check us out at patreon.com slash L is for losers. We also, we didn't mention it, but we watch vintage Kardashian episodes. Uh-huh. So we are watching Chloe and Lamar right now. Um, but let's see. And then, yeah, we can listen. You can find the free pre- preview wherever you find your podcast. I think I've covered all the bases there, but we are talking about all the reality shows. We're talking about all the pop culture stuff, anything fun happening and anything that, all of your friends are talking about we discuss it with our own very specific opinions about it <laughs> and they are not for everyone i guess They're not for everyone not for everyone again the making people pay really makes them they have to decide if yeah. they want to be a part of this you or gotta not. think about how much you want to chastise us yeah <laughs> so we built that yeah, you, built that little uh <laughs> that little we're wall. very sensitive guys we cannot handle any criticism <laughs> but yeah you can check out ellis for losers and uh, we have an instagram uh ellis for losers if you want to follow us there and we uh kind of post every time our stuff goes up and you can follow us and sometimes we post news and polls and things like that too yeah um and then Shall I sign off? I think with you got to the... do it. This was so fun. A big thank you to Jackie for letting us step into this, uh, this hollowed ground. I mean, I feel so lucky. And for anyone who, who listened, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. So you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and don't you forget to cream your neck and keep your French fresh, honey. Yes. Now, Jessica, do you cream your neck? Of course. And uh, now, Marcy. <laughs> Do you cream your neck? Baby, you know it. I go all around to the back now. Down the crack? Go! <laughs> <laughs>